Welcome to a land of magical ales. Welcome to a universe of booze galore. Welcome to a world of capes and cocktails. Welcome to liquor and lore. I'm trying to connect my Hue Smart Light. What's a Hue? What's a Hue Smart Light? It's a little light. It's like a ribbon I tape to the back of my TV. Oh! And then it can create, it casts a, a glowing light that you back behind the TV onto the wall behind the TV. Yeah, yeah. I have the same thing, but it's called a groovy. Oh, gotcha. The groovy. The groovy. A, a hue light sounds more professional. It does. It sounds like you yeah. got yours from you like yours down from? the street. I got mine for. It sounds like a TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> Where'd you get this groovy? Well, I actually I got went it. to the hard. I bought mine at the hardware store. So. Marty's fucking works. You got it from the hardware store? Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. Okay. I, I don't know. I got mine for a Christmas gift from Jade's uncle. So. Oh, man. <laughs> Taped together by him. <laughs> yeah. There's four light bulbs with duct tape. It's actually just a bunch of Christmas lights tied to the back of the tape. <laughs> Does yours have a continuous color wheel that you can select from? Well, it yeah, you can like pick a color wheel, and then there's like there's like two options. You can have the whole color showing or part of the color showing. And the part color is kind of nice because it like actually changes with the show, like or whatever you're watching. And like like the bottom will be yellow and the top will be red, so it like works pretty well. I don't know. Oh, yeah. wow, mine mine can't do that. Wow. Well, but but are you just picking red, orange, yellow, or can you do you, can you uh, do you have like a continuous gradient of color you can choose from? I can do that if I want to. Yeah, I, I don't usually though. I usually just use it for the TV. So I feel like I've mentioned this before and I got made fun of, but I have a hard time finding string lights for a for my large TV. <laughs> oh. Oh, you just gotta buy multiple packs of them. Wow, Chad, oh. you wouldn't be able to plug them. Well, maybe you could get you them both them. set up onto the TV. You think? Yeah, there's a way you can do. Like you can fuse them together. There's a way to fuse them together. Oh, and to cut them and stuff. Okay, so there's a way you can like link them. Well, I could probably make that work for my humongously massive television <laughs> that I. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Really, I mean, if, wow. First world problems with your I'm saying, dude, it's, it's really hard big. going through life with a really big TV. I can never find stuff for I it. really feel for you, Chad. That's really got to be a bummer that you can't yeah. put that yeah. up. You know, that would really complete your setup, too. I know. It would be kind of nice, wouldn't it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You'd never leave your living room. I, I don't anyway. It's already weird that I'm not at home right now. <laughs> I made it. All right, so we want more like... Uh, on like a like a Last of Us. Oh yeah, I was color. gonna say a nice sky blue, but that's not oh, spooky enough blue, for what we're no. doing. I mean, I feel like a good red or like a or like a red do, like a red orange. Does it have like blood. a black light? Not no. like does like the groove have light? a black light? No. It's I thought. So. <laughs> <laughs> you can talk shit on Groovy all you want, but it sounds like Groovy's got a little more going on for it. So I wish it did have a black light and you turned it on. <laughs> And there was just stains all over your oh living God. <laughs> well, uh, welcome to Liquor and Lore. Hey. Um, we got new episode coming at you. Uh, we're, we're your hosts. Uh, we got Chad. Kiefer. Sorry, Kiefer. Uh, and we got Marty. Yep. <laughs> and myself, Sam. Uh, yeah, so today we're going to be talking about The Last of Us. Uh, we're talking about the show, we're talking about the game, uh, we're talking about the downloadable content, we're, and then of course we're going to talk about that juicy, juicy, beautiful lore. Um, 
Yeah. <laughs> you made that sound really, like, pornographic. <laughs> you know, I mean, <laughs> we're here to talk about lore. It's in the, it's in the brand. We love a juicy lore. S- sometimes it's sexual. I don't know. This is making me uncomfortable. I, yeah, I don't know if I want to... Especially with that red light. Now it's just romantic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, we do. I think we need to uh, need to just mention that throughout this this episode, we have some some storms right now, and we oh, have a yeah. guard dog here that he barks at thunder to keep it at bay. Yes, uh, and it's really helpful for our safety. But you might hear it. Yeah, yeah, you definitely will hear it for sure. Just consider him a guest. You know, he's he's got thoughts and and opinions as well. I'm sure Dobby I mean, watched most of the show as well. So Yeah, his name's Dobby. He has a lot of lore behind him. We yeah. Could probably do a whole episode on him. That's what I'm saying, some Dobby lore. Alright, so The Last of Us. We're just gonna we're gonna jump right into this today. Um, you know, it's been a what, probably a month since the, since the show finished. Um But the Last of Us started with a game back in 2013, developed by Neil Druckmann under Naughty Dog. Um and the game was actually inspired uh after Neil Druckmann was watching Planet Earth. And there was a whole section on cordyceps and them murdering ants. But, uh, so so the game came out and it immediately was a huge hit. People loved it. People fell in love with it. Um, and it, was, it got so popular that it immediately got its own holiday uh, called Last of Us Day, which is September 26th, which lines up with the outbreak day in the show, or in the game, sorry. Is this a um, federal holiday? I, unfortunately, no. Oh. But it might be one day if there's an actual, you know, pandemic of cordyceps on September 26th. Don't even, we, I don't think we need to bring that up right now. The world is already at its, uh, you know, we have stuff going on, so we don't, we don't need that. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we should put in a little trigger warning before this. It's pretty heavy, pretty heavy content. I guess. I will say the, the first episode of the show, like, it spooked me a little bit. Like, they're, <laughs> the yeah. way they explain it, like, they did a really... We can talk about it more once Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. But, um, but so Last of Us Day pretty much became, like, a promotional tool for The Last of Us. Um, the first Last of Us Day, they had people, like, writing in on Twitter and, and making posts just saying how they would survive the outbreak. Um, it was a little weird because they were like, write in your stories how you would survive the outbreak, real or not. And it's like, what do you mean real? But... I don't know. I didn't participate, so who knows. Um, I feel like that's a bunch of people who really think they would be able to survive an outbreak really well. Sure. <laughs> but they're probably the people who would not be able to survive an outbreak. <laughs> yeah, probably. Well, you know, like the people who are actually just sitting on their asses playing the video game instead of actually... Yeah, yeah. and I say that about myself, too. Like, I'm Absolutely. definitely a skeleton on a couch that people find later on when they're leaving yeah. houses. Without, and, without lights on the back of your TV. Well, yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe by that. Like, if, 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 a, if a big old cordyceps pandemic comes around, I'll buy some lights. Because I'm going to be inside for a long time. That's fair, yeah. But yeah, so, and then it also, like, Last of Us Day became a promotional tool for Last of Us 2. And that was, like, kind of built up over, like, I think three or four years or something like that. Um, Last of Us 2 actually came out during uh, the actual COVID pandemic, which... We won't get into Last of Us 2 in this. There's going to be spoilers for everything else except for Last of Us 2. Um, but needless to say, we were all feeling pretty shitty, and after playing this game, I felt shittier. So it was. Oh, yeah. yeah. The entire game is just <laughs> making you feel horrible yeah. over and over again. Yeah, it was one of those things where it was like, oh my god, I'm so excited I get to play a new video game. Like, COVID, you know, we're in lockdown, I can't do anything, I'll play this video game. And then you're playing the video game, and you're like, Jesus 
fucking Christ. But, yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. It's not a happy game. It's not a happy show. And I guess even... I, maybe this is what you were talking about earlier, but there, I guess, like, you know, there's going to be talk of suicide in this sh- episode and stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. I guess we can do the whole... I mean, not that that many people listen to us or whatever, but, yeah. you know, feel suicidal, talk to someone. Yeah, please do. And also... And that's that's tri- our... Yeah. And also trigger warnings for this episode. We're going to be talking about some mm. pretty fucked up things. Pretty much all the fucked up things. So, yeah. yeah. Um, yep, yep, yep. But yeah, so then the show came around uh, this year, 2023. Um, the original music from the game um, was actually put into the show as well, which I thought was like such a great touch. Um, the music is done by Gustavo... Uh, I'm going to butcher it. Santa Olala. Olaya. Somewhere around there. I'll assume you're correct. Yep. Yeah. I'm not, but th- I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought the music was a really nice touch because I feel like the music's absolutely perfect. And like, even in the show, all the li- even the little like cutscenes of just the like, bow, bow, were so good. I, I don't know. I always enjoyed that part. <laughs> yeah. It sounded just like it. That was crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are we going to drink before we jump in? Oh, right. What are we drinking? So what we're drinking is called a brain hemorrhage. Which I felt like couldn't be more perfect for The Last of Us. Yeah. Brain hemorrhage. Um, And it's basically a shot or a bomb, whichever you want to call it. Um, You take a little bit of... Depends if you're in an airport or not. (laughs) (laughs) Good one, Chad. (laughs) Uh, So (laughs) the brain hemorrhage starts with a little bit of peach liqueur. Um, I myself used elderflower liqueur, which was delicious as well. Um, So a little bit of liqueur little bit of Bailey's um, Irish cream on top, and then you take a little bit of grenadine, and you just pop it right in there, and it creates a little nasty-looking brain hemorrhage. Yeah. It looks like a, like a weird, like, jellyfish or, like, brain hemorrhage-looking thing. Yeah. There's also Most- another... Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. It looks like a, looks oh, like a lot yeah. of Netflix intros, if that makes... From, like, oh, 10 yeah. years ago, like, Daredevil type of intro, where yeah. like, there would be some kind of liquid dropping in, and it makes all kinds of shapes. Sure, sure. I, know, I see what you're saying. Or, like, any mystery crime drama in, like, the mid-2000s, <laughs> yeah, kind of. Exactly. Yeah, Yeah. There, there's a density gradient involved. Absolutely, yeah. Ooh, for sure. Science. But there, I did see... <laughs> it's pretty fun. Yeah, it's fun stuff. Let's, well, should we make one right now and take one? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. All right, so I put in the schna- I put in the peach schnapps. Yep. Next, I put in the Baileys, right? Yeah, make sure you put a little spoon over top though, so it goes in slow. Because you, you also want it to sit on top, right? Yeah, use yeah. a use, use a tall, clear shot glass if you have it. Yeah. You really want to see this. Thing. Yeah, and you want to make sure it sits on top. Oh, okay. The, the Baileys is floating. The Baileys is floating on top of the schnapps. Wow, that was really good. I can't believe you just did that first. So now, try. what do I do? So now, now I just dump the grenadine on. Yeah, take the little bit of grenadine, like probably like a little quarter ounce, and just blop it on in Whoa. there. Whoa, brain image. <laughs> this thing is wild looking. <laughs> Well, I guess yeah. you might as well drink it, right? Yeah, just and be warned though, it will there is it curdles a little bit, so it'll feel mm, a little quick. solid. Yeah. Yum. All right. All right, ready? All right, ready? Cheers. Yeah, cheers. Mmm, tastes pretty good actually. Yeah, it's not bad. Like peaches and cream. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty pretty good stuff. What else well congrats great, what else are we drinking? Uh, so, but, but there is this, like, newer stuff that I, that I discovered recently. Um, I actually, I actually drank some when I was in St. Louis. Uh, it's called Jameson. 
Oh! We just bought some, too. We actually just saw some of that at the store. Oh, nice. Uh, behind the counter. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Hang on. We'll get some. Be right back. It's like some top shelf shit. Be careful with those fucking glasses, though. I swear to God, break that. <laughs> I forgive you. You're fine. Don't be worried about it. If you ever break anything, just you know you can tell me you broke something. It's really nice know. coming to your house. <laughs> 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 I poured a really big drink. Yeah, well, mine's not that big. Oh, <laughs> shit. Here, you need some more, I think. All right, yeah. Do you want an ice cube? Are you getting an ice cube? I don't know. I'll what take is... a little ice cube. Well, let me... I'll try to listen first. Woo! Uh, I don't know if I need an ice cube. Me either. I'll yeah. take straight. I know. It's that good, right? I can't believe we. I just came across this as well. It's fucking incredible. Yeah. It is so good. Yeah. I feel like it should have a lot more notoriety. I feel like it's super underrated. It's fantastic. Smooth. Smooth, yeah. I would say. It's incredible. Yeah. Ireland has it down, man. They know what they're doing. They know their shit. Damn. Well, now that we've uh, talked about what we're drinking today. Oh, wait. Hold on. We're not done. I'm also drinking some Yingling traditional lager here in St. Louis, Missouri. <laughs> and I know Mr. East Coast Pittsburgh over there. I've been drinking Yingling since I came out of the fucking womb. Ooh. <laughs> But we just got it here, it's and delicious. I'm pumped. <laughs> Took some lion's mane mushrooms. Took some what? <laughs> some lion's mane mushrooms. <laughs> you ate some? Yeah. Oh, I love lion's mane mushrooms. It's good. It'll be good for your brain. I don't know. Not in this episode. Oh. oh. <laughs> All right. So now that, now that we've talked about what we're drinking and eating, are we ready to jump in? Hmm. Yeah. Kiefer? I don't know. I had a bagel earlier. Um. <laughs> okay. All right, so The Last of Us opens up 1968. Dr. Newman talking on a talk show uh, played by John Hanna. Uh, you might recognize the him. The Mummy. From, yes, The Mummy. Yeah. Who is he, Jonathan? Uh, Yeah, he's the brother, Jonathan. Yeah. What a classic movie. Wow. Love The Mummy. We should just stop. Wait, wait. We should do. We should do one on the mummy. We should do an episode on. I would totally. I would love that. Should we just switch to a mummy episode? Just right, right now? now? Yeah. yeah. Sure. I haven't put hours into this at all. We can totally <laughs> switch it up to the mummy. Perfect. That works <laughs> out really opening, well. Then. What's the opening scene of the first mummy? <laughs> the opening scene. Oh, of, I watched it. Is, this Im, it is. It's. It's. Im, it's. It's Imhotep. Yeah. Um, and it's his origin story, and his narrator saying, "Once upon a time in ancient Egypt." And the CGI yeah. is horrible. I mean, <laughs> like rightfully horrible for but, the time. You know. But what okay, I mean? but yeah. some somehow the Mummy Two is even worse CGI than <laughs> yeah. Mummy One. Well, so I remember when the Mummy One came out, it was renowned for its CGI. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it was a big that, deal. That was like about, that was like one of the first time they get some yeah. that crazy. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, they made like all of Egypt out of it and then the mummy himself <laughs> yeah. just, right. it looks so bad now. oh man yeah but it's a, I mean that was a big Brendan Frazier movie we're getting you know? way off track already yeah it's it's okay we're gonna get there What what's the actress's name that's in that um Anakasamun the, the actress Anakasamun who's that who's the girl that the the mummy wants Anakasamun Anakasamun is that okay? But is that Brendan Fraser's love no. interest, or that's well, the other girl? Kind of, but yeah. like, well, we learn in the Mummy too. They're like connect. They're like sisters. That like, yeah, that like they're like each other in a past lives or something. Right. 
Okay. Well, yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so John Hanna, who plays Doctor Newman, is talking about uh, pandemics on a talk show with another doctor, and is this he in the Mummy. This is not in the Mummy. The Last of Us. Oh, I wonder if I wonder if that could be canon though. Like, when is the Mummy actually set? John, no way, Jonathan would be a mycologist. <laughs> he doesn't have the he doesn't have the, he doesn't have the drive for it. You know, I mean, maybe he got rich off of the mummy stuff. Dude, he was a then, bum, you know? man. He would he would blow all of his money on whores and blow <laughs> and like everything. Like he would not live long after. He maybe he hit rock bottom and he's like, you know what? I think mushrooms are my thing now. Wait, so. wasn't the female the the mycology expert here? What are you talking about? Tell me the last of us or the mummy. <laughs> the last of us. Okay, no. we, we we have we have gone to we are we are way too far off. You're, okay. you know, we're talking about the opening scene. You're yeah. thinking yeah. about the woman you're That's in the second episode. Expert. Yeah, you're thinking about the one that's in like Indonesia or something. Yeah. They go and find and she's oh. like, just kill them all, kill them you're all. You're like you're like two minutes too. We're talking head. about the first scene. Yeah. Where where John where Jonathan is saying, Well, theoretically at the point oh, up. Okay. Yeah, okay. that's okay. what you yeah. It's fungus you have to worry about. It's like what he was saying. <laughs> How about this? Starting now, no more talk of the mummy. <laughs> no more mummy talk at all from here on out. I'm not necessarily against the mummy talk as long as it doesn't get too off. Sam, we just made a rule. Anaka Simon. Okay. <laughs> all right, so first episode. Also, I should say we are going to do this chronologically by events with the exception of Bill and Frank. They will be all together, and then everything else we're going to do chronologically as best as possible. So it's 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 <laughs> it's Anux in the moon. Anux in the moon. Anux in the moon. Anux in the moon. I don't. I can't really read it and say it. I gotta just hear the movie how he says it. I think. <laughs> all right, we should pause. Right, watch right. the okay. movie. No more mommy. No talk more mommy talk from now. here on out. Nineteen sixty-eight talk show. Doctor Newman, played by John Hanna. From the mummy, Anux in a moon. God damn it! <laughs> he's talking about he's talking about fungus and how like they're talking about pandemics and how someone would happen. Doctor Newman brings up fungus and his co-scientist next to him is like, "Oh my god, okay." Starts talking about how fungus alters minds. Um, brings up cordyceps. Basically talks about how cordyceps can become puppeteers and they can like devour the host within. And then basically move a li- like a non-living body. Um, but the other scientist says that the bodies are too warm. Um, they can't live in a human... Bo- or cordyceps can't live in a human body. But Dr. Newman says, what if the planet gets warmer? They evolve. They get a little stronger. They get into the body. And the talk show host is like, so what do we do then? And all Dr. Newman says is, we lose. And then it's super awkwardly silent. And they're like, <clears throat> we'll go to a commercial. Dr. Newman sounds like a good person to have at a party. I know. He yeah. seems like a lot he of fun. He seems like a, uh, a fun guy. He did. Yeah. Kind of... uh, that, wow. That yeah. didn't... See what I did there? That didn't take long at all. No, no. It was very fast. Yeah. 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 He also talks like he's already lived through an, all, uh, a potential apocalypse. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's also Maybe seen... he has, dude. There was this one. There was this one time. <laughs> he, he went to Egypt and some crazy shit went <laughs> Down. Anyways, he's also chain smoking cigarettes in this too, so he does seem kind of street. So may, I'm telling you, may, it could be canon that he's he is Jonathan from the Mummy. But unlike the Mummy, we don't have a band of magi's that are going to save the day. No, this is true. 
We haven't seen season we two. Lose, we lose the fungi takeover. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so jumping forward in time, uh, we're getting to uh, Jakarta, Indonesia, September 24th, 2003. This is two days before the outbreak. Um, and a professor, uh, Ibu Ratna, um, is getting pricked up by Lieutenant uh, General Agus Hidiat. Um, Ibu Ratna is played by Christine Hakim. Um, Lieutenant General Agus Hidiat is played by Yayu A.W. Unru. They're both Indonesian um, actors and producers. Um, and Ibu Ratna is a professor of mycology, which is just the study of fungi. Um, she gets picked up interrupting her lunch, you know, rude as shit. And Can't skip lunch. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know that's yeah. People know that's from. Anyway, so she goes to, like, a lab, and she basically gets taken to this dead this dead woman with a bite on her. And the professor's checking this out. She checks out the bite. She kind of cuts it up. It looks kind of funky and white underneath. And she checks in She checks in the mouth, and there starts to be these little, like, tendrils coming out, little cordyceps guys. And the the professor freaks the fuck out and like just runs out of the room and she starts asking questions about the woman and we find out that this woman was working at a flour and grain factory which the professor immediately says the perfect substrate um and she started attacking people bit four others and all of them were shot and killed by the police eventually because they just kept attacking people um but the person who bit the woman was not found along with 14 other people so there's just 14 at least 14 people just running around with a bite on them and just, like, you know, probably killing some more people. And so the lieutenant, he asks, like, what do we do? What's the vaccine? What's the deal? And Uberatna just tells him there's no vaccine po- possible and just says, bomb. Um, yeah, bomb the city. Just bomb the city. Um, but I wanted to stop here and kind of talk about cordyceps a little bit. Marty, I feel like we need your scientific expertise uh. here. On these cordyceps fungi. Yeah, so the cordyceps. So cordyceps is like a broad family of of, of fungi, specifically mush, fungi that form mushrooms. Um, the ones that are parasitic are from the genus Ophiocordyceps, and in nature they can infect mostly insects and can change their behavior to get them to behave in a way that'll help the fungus complete its life cycle. So like the most commonly studied one is one that infects ants and it will basically mind control the ants to get them to crawl up to like just the exact same height on like a piece of grass as they can and the ant will clamp down to the grass with its jaws and just hold on and it'll just kind of stay there until the fungus then sprouts out of the ant's body and then rain spores down on the colony beneath it. So it's like the fungi is like, it's crazy. It literally like hijacks the ant's body, somehow knows how to get the ant to a certain elevation on a piece of grass, knows how to get the ant to close its jaws on that grass and hold tight. And yeah, and then just, you know, from there the fungus will do its thing. I think that might be the most terrifying thing about The Last of Us is the fact that something like that already happens in nature. Yeah. Like, that's fucking crazy. It's nuts. And, like, like they still don't really understand how the fungus does this. Like, some, the most recent report I was reading said that 
it doesn't even look like the fungus infects the ant's brain at all. The, the brain's actually the one part of the ant it doesn't infect. So it's not like the fungus is controlling them from the brain. Somehow the fungus is just hijacking the muscles and the fungus just knows where to bring that ant. It's not like looking through the ant's eyes or anything. It's like not in the brain at all. Well then, okay, a couple other examples of parasites that can mind control. You have these unicellular things called uh, trypnosomes, and they can they infect what's called they spread what's called a sleeping sickness, which the tsetse fly spreads when it bites people. And when this parasite is in the tsetse fly, it can like it makes the tsetse fly somehow like salivate more and changes its feeding behavior to make the tsetse fly seek out and bite more than it normally would. So then the tsetse fly can then spread that parasite into other animals. We also have Toxoplasma gondii, which is also another famous one. Um, it's found in cat poop. Toxoplasmosis. Toxoplasmosis. It's found in cat poop. If someone's pregnant, they're not supposed to go near cat poop for this reason because this organism could possibly affect a baby also. Yep. But what it does wow. is it like it lives in cat poop, and the reason it lives in cat poop is because it infects rodents, and it it does something in the rodent's brain where it makes them unafraid of cats. So Holy then shit. the cat... It's kind of like rabies. So then the cat will eat... So then, so then these little mice and stuff will just walk up to a cat. A cat eats it. Now the parasite lives in the cat and completes the second part of its life cycle. And then the cat poops. And then the mouse goes by the cat poop. And then it's not afraid of cats anymore. So then it gets eaten by the cat again. So like the parasites found a way to make mice literally not afraid of cats just so the mice can get eaten and get put back in a cat. Jesus. Is that fucking wild? That is wild. It's a very there's like other yeah. There's like a lot of other examples of like parasites that like do things to make the organism be eaten or like to help it spread. But those three are the ones I think that have like direct somehow directly changing the behavior well, the f- or like mind controlling it in a way. The fucky thing is like it's not like a parasite has the brain capacity that you and I have. You know it's what I like mean? someone, right. it's, it's, it's either just a crazy coincidence <laughs> that just exists because it can or like these parasites like, especially the fungus ones like have a level of, an, some, some kind of weird intelligence that like is not even it's like, we can't even really comprehend. comprehend it or we can't really compare it to the type of to, to our concept of intelligence like Especially the ones that infect the ants. Like, if they're not hijacking that ant's brain, how are these? How are these fungus? How do these fungi know to control the ant to make it move to the top of a blade of grass? If it doesn't, if it's not actually right. in the ant's brain, like, it right. has to be s- sending the exact electrical signals. Exactly, can't do when, that. When that they makes find them, no they're, sense. they're all in like the, the ant's muscles and stuff. Oh so they're somehow That's like fucking... just controlling the ant's body. But they're not seeing through the ant's eyes, so it's all it's freaking crazy. But so they're just moving this thing without even like, like there's that's 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 fucking weird. And they know like exactly they can like cause it to, they even like cause like um, like I don't know they can make like they try they do things to make the ant's jaw stronger so the ant's jaw can like clamp onto that grass and stuff that we said earlier where it'll hold on to the grass until it like 
blooms with 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 mushrooms, then rain yeah. spores everywhere. But um, anyway, in the show, they say that like these fungus can't live in the human body temperature, which they can't. And then they propose that like if climate change happens, then the fungus would have to adapt to warmer temperatures. Which, maybe, but, like, if the fungus is already living inside of other animals, those other animals' body temperatures, well, insects' body temperatures might change. They're not really, like, warm-blooded. But regardless, one of the reasons they work so well on insects is because, like, insects don't have, like, blood vessels like we do. They're just, like, hollow husks with kind of, like, a blood soup. It just kind of, like, sloshes around inside of them. Oh, okay. So there's a lot more, like, empty space for the fungus to, like, fill out in. Huh. We're like the human body's a lot pretty complicated, so hopefully, pretty packed in there too, you know. Yeah, you know, right. We have a lot on. in there, so is, hopefully the mushrooms couldn't ever infect humans. But who knows? I mean, it is funny. Like, so you say they can't infect humans, and as soon as I feel like the Last of Us came out, I feel like I was checking Reddit after that, and people were like, first person has a fungi infection or some shit going on," and like it's now. I keep seeing it on Reddit pop up like every now and then. It's like first first like cordyceps infection in a guy and it's like okay i'm sure like and it's never turns out to be anything but i feel like now after the last of us any any type of like fungal infection is just gonna get posted on reddit and people oh are yeah lose people their are shit. gonna flip yeah, their shit about it every time it happens I mean, it could possibly happen i mean i don't know it's, it's weird when you think about it like the mushrooms like there's already like you know like psychedelic mushrooms and things like that that sure. have a way of like altering our brain conscious right. and like yeah, but that's just chemical like, reaction. Like, it's not the mushroom, like, right, moving yeah. into our brain and <laughs> doing something. Oh, man, they're trying to, the mushrooms are trying to teach us <laughs> things, no, dude. They're the trying to show us not, things. No. Well, anyway. Marty, thank you for that that uh, scientific explanation. That was um, Science Hour with Marty. Yeah, that, that, was, our, Marty. that was our science. So it's September, tw- September 26, 2003, in the show, in the game. Oh, Last of Us Day. Last of Us Day, yes. That's crazy. <laughs> Damn, I was in fifth or sixth grade. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> Anyways, so September 26, 2003. Yes, that is Last of Us Day. Thank you, Chad. Um, but in the Maybe game... The tower's fall. What? 2001. <laughs> okay, so this is pre... Oh, man, that sucks. No, this is... Yeah, this is post... <laughs> <laughs> this is post... <laughs> They're still reeling with the effects of that, and then they gotta deal with this? <laughs> I guess that becomes as irrelevant and unimportant at that point. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's also, you know what, never mind. I was going to talk about all the movies that they missed, but now that you brought up 9-11, I feel like I can't bring up the yeah, movies that they missed out on. Um, but yeah, so September 26, 2003. In the game, it's actually 2013. Um, we meet Sarah and Joel. Um, Sarah is wearing the Halicon band shirt that's straight from the game. It's Joel's birthday. They wake up. There's no pancake mix, no flour to make the B-Day pancakes. So they're making eggs and bacon. Um, you know, Sarah fucks it up, puts some eggshells in the eggs. You don't do that, but whatever. I um, do that. Put eggshells in your eggs? Yeah, man. Give it a little crunch. A little bit of... Mm-hmm. Disgusting. Yeah. Uh, Uncle Tommy shows up for work. And Joel's like, I'll bring back a cake tonight. We'll eat cake. So on their way out, the neighbors are like, hey, you want some want some biscuits? And Joel avoids this by saying, he's on Atkins. You know, he's on a diet. He can't do it. Remember Atkins? I don't, but 
You know, he's on a diet. I remember the name. Yeah, he can't eat. I was never on it, and you know, it was two thousand three. So yeah, I mean, we. I was never on it. We I lived good. in Atkin Hall when I was in college. Yeah. Was that named after the diet? Yep. Yeah. Interesting. No, probably not. <laughs> Holy shit! Really? <laughs> That's weird. Oh, maybe. I don't know. Uh, but during, but we hear on the radio that in Jakarta there is a situation going on. Um, Jakarta, Indonesia, is actually the home to the largest flour mill in the world. Wink, wink. Flour. We talked kind of kind of talked about that earlier. When they were talking about flour being a good substrate, it's all coming it's together. Where it all happens, exactly. Um, Sarah steals some cash before heading to go to school, um, and after she goes to school, she heads out to the city and gets uh, Joel's watch fixed up. Um, and then she heads over to the neighbor's house, and they're making raisin cookies. And Sarah's like, ooh, gross, not going to eat raisin cookies. Which, I, I like raisin cookies, personally. Oh, my raisins are pretty solid. Yeah. I hate raisins. Well, wow. Even when they're in a cookie? Even when they're in a cookie. With raisins oatmeal. actively ruin anything that they're into. Wow. I mean, you know, other... Yeah, I guess you're... I, I, am in, I am in the same boat, but I like an oatmeal raisin cookie. They belong there. I think it's... That is a... Yeah, it's one of the foods that I think it's weird that people like. Huh. It's fine. It's fine. It's I, like, I know I'm in the minority here. I mean, I eat, I eat raisins as like a snack all the time. I, fuck that. <laughs> you don't like that? I like if I mean just if I mean raisins as a snack, that's a waste of fucking time. I'm eating pr- <laughs> I'm eating prunes as a snack. I just like there raisins. Are a lot, why don't you just eat grapes? Grapes are far and away better than raisins. Prunes are better than raisins. Sure, prunes are pretty good. But then that's different. You're all, you're you're assuming people want the dried. You know, I, I like. Why do you want the dried? I guess it's easier to trans- kind of want. I don't know. You you want the it texture, imparts a different sweeter taste. flavor, te- yeah. different texture. Yeah, there's a lot of sweetness to it. Yeah, yeah. it's just like something Nature's different. Candy, as they say, but yeah, yeah. I, I don't like raisins. You know what we call raisins in Australia? Uh, you call them my kangaroo uh, shit. Oh, wait, let me tell you. Uh, uh, you uh, little wrinkly chews. <laughs> what? <laughs> little wrinkly chews. Chews. Chews? Chewies, little wrinkly chewies. <laughs> That's British. That's so British. <laughs> oh yeah, you're right. That's too British. I'm not even gonna tell you now. I, I like. Oh li- come on. No, little wrinkly chews. Chews are now. Ah, you call them. You call them a uh, little. Uh, <laughs> you can't do that to people. What do they call them? Okay, we call. Oh, them you call them little shrinkies. We call, <laughs> call them shrinkies. <laughs> We call them sultanas. Sultanas? That was yeah, a sultanas. massive letdown. <laughs> Why? Is, oh that just like, is that just like what raisins in a different language? No, I don't know. It's just what well, I just remember getting a little box of sultanas when I was, you know, for recess, for morning tea. I'm looking this up. Oh, sultana. Sultana Wait, is, that a is grape? Gra- it means grape. It's probably just grape in a different language. Oh, there you go. That was a massive letdown. A sultana oh, is a dried white grape. <laughs> Are we eating white raisins over there? Golden raisins. I don't know. They were always like brown looking to me, so. Mm. <laughs> you got the old ones. <laughs> the moldy ones. Sultana is I'm Arabic. T- I'm tired of for, getting bullied oh, wait, about this my is fucking just sultana raisins, okay? I like raisins. They're good. <laughs> Sultana is a white, pale green grape. Well, I like sultanas. So this is a yeah. It's like it is. This is um, it is of the Arabic language. Wait, does that mean that the How word get to Australia? has to do with that? 
Oh. Sultan means grape? Grape man? Grape master? <laughs> maybe it's a grape master. King of the grapes? Well, maybe people who grew grapes that were like had wine were richer people, so maybe it's that's why there's Ottoman Empire Wait, word. It's is a Turkish Sultans word. is it Sultans or Sultans? Sultans. It actually huh. stands. It actually just stands for little shrinkies. I, I, I figured. I figured out. Hey, I bet you Sultan and yes. Maybe there is a similar reference to the sun. Oh, Sultan! Like that's like a, everything like kingship. Probably like kingship. Usually, like God, kingship son, has to do with sun. Sun god. Okay. Okay. Right. Okay. As much if as anyone I want to keep talking about sultanas. Yeah. Sorry. If anyone's familiar with the Turkish language, I'm very sorry if I'm misunderstanding this. I'm literally just thinking this through as I'm. As I'm reading it and googling it, but I don't if anybody know. does know, if you do Sultan, know, please write. Yeah, give us give us a bell. Let us I, know. I am curious if there's if there is a connection between the word Sultan there, and there Sultana because be. from the very fast Google search I just did, it seems like Sultana and Sultan. That might mean that might make me like raisins group. more. Anyway, so why are you guys calling that in Australia? So what, how do we even get to okay, raisins? Okay, well, okay, so the neighbors are making raisin cookies and God Sarah and Sarah <laughs> and Sarah is like not interested. So again, she's avoiding eating flour. Um, but the old lady who ate the biscuits earlier in the day is totally munching on some raisin cookies as well. And there's a scene where Sarah's looking through the movies and behind her in a blurry Scary. thing the you can see the old lady twitching and like putting her mouth open. It's very creepy. It's so good. So they did a good out. job with that. They did, and the dog Mercy is sitting right there, like definitely not having a good time. Is any of this from the game, or is this all just show? No, like, I this... didn't know if they had like a DLC that showed this scene or something. No, all of the stuff in the very beginning of like with Sarah, that's completely not in the game. The only cool. stuff well, where which that was a great question, Chad, because yeah. now the stuff that's about to start is all in the game. So yeah, yeah. Um, thank you. Yeah, well done. You're good questions, man. You're talking about fucking sultans, sultans and, stuff. and shit. Yeah. <laughs> hey. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, Joel gets home, uh, and he forgets to bring a cake. They're all disappointed again. Another, you know, avoiding eating flour once again. Um, and Sarah gives him the watch, and it's fixed. Uh, and he's like, "Where'd you get the cash?" And she, she says, "I sell drugs," which is right out of the game dialogue. All there. Um, but of course she stole the money from Joel. He's fine with it. And then they decide to watch Curtis and Viper 2, which is actually mentioned in The Last of Us 2, which will be probably the only thing we discuss about Last of Us 2. Maybe. Um, but Sarah falls asleep. And when she falls asleep, this is like very much when the game play starts happening. Um, Tommy's calling and he got into a scuffle in jail he got in a fight with some guy who was attacking a waitress, and he's like, you gotta come get me, it's a madhouse here. Um, and Sarah wakes up, and there's, like, helicopters flying around. She's walking around the house, and, like, every room she pretty much goes to, this is what you do in the game. Um, she's get You're getting, in the game, you're also getting reports on the TV. There's a newspaper report about, like, weird crops and stuff like that. And then, as she's, like, walking around the house, the dog jumps on the window, and she's like, fuck. And she tries to take Mercy next door... But she runs into just a bloody mess. An old lady who was twitching before and had the cordyceps is just eating her neighbors. And she sees her. She runs right at her. Luckily, like, Sarah gets out of the house and Joel rolls up in the truck and just fucking clocks her with a wrench. Um, The difference in the game is that 
uh, when Joel gets to the house, um, one of the infected actually runs into their home, and he actually ends up shooting the guy. So it's like a small difference. Playing as Sarah in the game when she wakes up in the house is it's really intense. Like yeah. they build that shit up really well, and I, I think they made a good choice in the show by kind of doing it to where like. You have a little bit of a connection to the neighbors, so seeing them change so slowly was really interesting. Yeah. But man, yeah, playing the game, like walking around to every room, knowing make that like, it. something's going to happen at some point. It was very intense. Make it so crazy. All the lights are off, too. She's not turning yeah. any lights on. It's just yeah. like all the lights like from the TV. and it. I feel like you can never play it again because it's like when you play it the second time, you're like, you know what's going to happen. It's like less creepy. But that first time... Oof. I would watch someone else play it. I'll never play that game again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was just, like, my stress levels when I play that fucking game were through So the high. Yeah. yeah. So Sarah gets in the truck. They start driving off. They hit one of the neighbors. And, like, you hear the neighbors in the background, what the fuck, Joel? As he's getting, like, tackled by the neighbor zombies. Um, I guess I'll call them infected. I feel like I can't call them zombies. Neighbor know. zombies is pretty fun, though. Neighbor zombies, neighbor infected. Either way. Um, so the drive that they're doing, that's like essentially scene for scene from the game. They go past Jimmy's place that's on fire. Um, they, As they're passing that family on the side of the road, in the game, Joel's like, don't fucking stop. Drive past him. Um, you know, which is probably a sign of like future bad shit that Joel's going to do. Yeah, what do, you, what do you do in that situation? Do you stop? <sighs> nope. I don't I know. I have my family with me, no. <laughs> yeah. I, no, I wouldn't. I, I kind of feel like if I don't know what the fuck's going on, I'm probably not stopping. I mean, I just had my neighbor attack me as a fucking, yeah. like, zombie. Like, I don't know what their I'm, deal I'm is. Like, yeah. Yeah. It seems like Joel maybe knew enough about what was going on, though. Right? No, he seemed pretty freaked out I, when he, he saw I think he knew enough that shit was going really south really quickly. But I don't think he knew the nature of it yet. Because when he saw the old woman getting all crazy and he killed her, didn't seem like he knew what was happening, right? Oh, see, I feel like at that point he knew that, like, people were going nuts. Okay. And so, the drive continues and, like, it's completely the same as the game until they're, like, going into the town and... They're like, they're running around, they go into town, people are bursting out of buildings, people come out of a movie theater, and it's just like a slew of zombied people, and then a Mm-mm. fucking plane... You said zombied. Ah, fuck. Infected. <laughs> Infected people. And then... You call them toadstools? Yeah. <laughs> let's call them toadstools. There's a, I know they're called, like, runners and clickers in the game, but we're gonna call them toadies and toadstools. Toads. So toadstools... Is this what the new Mario movie's about? Yeah, it should be. <laughs> Well, two mushroom movie. Never mind. So, um, so yeah. So they're driving, and then it's all the same until a fucking plane crashes down and knocks over crazy. the truck. In the game, it's just another car hitting their truck. But I like the plane edition. That was pretty wild. But eventually, Tommy gets blocked off from um, Sarah and Joel, and Sarah and Joel are being chased by an infected, and then eventually a military man shoots down the zo- the toadstool, and they run, and then Ta- or um, Joel and Sarah are like, "Please don't shoot us. We're not sick. You know, Sarah's got a bum ankle. We just need some help." And the military guys goes up to shoot. Um, Joel turns away, ru- falls down the hill, and then Tommy luckily saves the day until they get shot. But unfortunately, Sarah's been shot in the stomach, and she dies. Very sad start to the so show. So fucking sad. 
So Anna, my wife, is she watched a little bit of the game while I was playing it, but was going in pretty fresh to this. And pretty much every episode, including this first one, I was like, yep, she's just going to have her heart broken. Yep. <laughs> like it was it's really fucking sad. Over but and over. I do want to ask you guys, what's the right move there for society? What are you talking about? Like... Military probably shouldn't be doing that. Shouldn't just be shooting people and letting them out. But they yeah. know an outbreak is happening in that town. Right. Yeah. You probably just contain them, right? But, like, how do you contain them if there's zombies and shit? Running That's around? the thing. Like, you don't know yeah. who's, like, infected. You don't know who or... Like, because at this point, the infection is mainly, like, people have eaten tainted, tainted like, food. So, right. like, you don't know who's eaten the food. You don't know who's, like... Like, so it's at least with scratches and bites, you can at least, like, maybe see them. Right. But with, like, eating the food, you have no idea if someone, like, because, like, they kind of talk about later on, like, um, Joel talks about, he's like, people ate the food, like, Thursday night, Friday morning. So is it, like, the people who ate it Thursday night, are they infected now? Or is this the people that ate it Friday morning? Are they going to be infected tomorrow? So, like, yeah. you know, you could get them all together and then next day everyone's infected because, like, a couple people didn't know that they even had it in the first place. So I definitely yeah. don't think murdering everybody's the best, but... Right. I think when something like this happens, <laughs> there's yeah. literally no way you're going to be able to handle it no. perfectly. You just like, can't. things are going to happen, and it's just, like... I don't know. It kinda, yeah. yeah. It I think, like, you're supposed to, like, the game and the show lead you to, like, you're you're supposed to question the military dude a little bit because you're, like, okay. initially, the initial yeah. reaction is, like, you fucking killed her. Like, what a fucking right, dick. Yeah. And at yeah. the same time, it's like, I don't know, you have a massive infection going on. These people are trying to escape what might be a quarantine right. zone. They're covered. <laughs> they're they're also, ruined humanity. They're also covered in yeah. blood. Like, you don't right. know whose blood, like... I also think in the game, the military guy seemed way more apprehensive about killing them than yeah. the show military guy. The show military yeah, guy... Yeah, he shot fast. Yeah, he was like, <laughs> yeah. he, he made one, are you sure, sir? And then, bam, did it. The yeah. game guy was at least like, it's a kid here, man. Like, so... Yeah. 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 But... Yeah. It's a good part about the game and the show. It's, yeah. It makes you think about pretty much impossible situations. Yeah, it definitely makes me think that, like, if this ever happens, like, I'm not going to go to the army, I can tell you that. No! So. <laughs> you avoid the army. <laughs> but, uh, so 20 years later, uh, it's 2023, in the game it's 2033, um, we're in Boston, and we're going to, we're going to go with one of the later episodes, but because chronologically it becomes first, we're going to talk about Riley before we get into anything yeah. else. Um, speaking of feeling pretty fucking sad, we're getting a, like a flashback for, for this is a flashback episode for Ellie. Um, she's in this Fedra school at this point. Um, listen to a Walkman and some Bethany dickhead comes up and takes it off her head and Ellie kicks her ass. Um, she's apparently she meets up with Captain Kwong. She's been sent to the hole a bunch of times, but Captain Kwong's like, look, you're smart. You could be an officer in Fedra. But apparently they got all the perks and stuff, so, like, you know, might as well get into it. Uh, so she says yes, but later that night while she's sitting in her room, which has, like, all the memorabilia from the games, we got the Savage Starlight comic books, Mortal Kombat posters, astronaut posters, basically anything you collect in the game is, like, in Ellie's room, or at least is, like, a reference to the game. Mortal Kombat poster, very important. Uh, so as she's sleeping, she gets woken up by Riley, who breaks into her room. Uh, Riley's played by Storm Reed. 
Um, you might know her from Euphoria or Wrinkle of Time or two other things that she's been in. Oh, Wrinkle shit. Wrinkle of Time. Yeah. Is that the is. little sister in Euphoria? Mm-hmm. Little sister. No, my God. I did not connect that I at all. I she looked really familiar. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, she kills it in this. Yeah, she's <laughs> very, she really good. so good in this. Yeah. Um, the the inside of the episode after this, her like parts in it where I thought were really good. That's like definitely yeah, worth yep. watching. Um, yep. But she says to Ellie, come with me for a few hours and have the best night of your life. And the best night of your life is going to the mall, baby. Going for, <laughs> going to doing the mall stuff. So they're on their Which way. Like, Sorry, can, can I talk about the mall real quick? Yeah. So the mall all of a sudden is something that it seems like it's a... A building preserved in time from when all of this initially happened. What the fuck is this arcade do? Like, malls are dying. <laughs> a mall in 2013 that happened after this would not look like that. Well, it would be... It was 2003, though. Yeah, this is 2003. Oh. In the game, uh, it's 2013. I'm not sure. Cut it out. I don't know. I can't... Honestly, I can't... I haven't played the DLC in a while. I'm not sure if... Do they go to an arcade in... In the DLC? I, can't I never remember. played the DLC. That okay. was going to be my next question for you, if, if this well, yeah. was based on the game. Yeah, I mean, this, so this whole part is based on the DLC in the game, gotcha. but I don't know if they go to the, go to an arcade or not, and I didn't even think to look that up. Well, I guess we'll never we know. Are. We'll never know. We'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, on the way to the mall, they're like kind of jumping through buildings, they're sneaking around, they run into this dead body that just has a bottle of Hamblin whiskey. Uh, Hamblin whiskey is not real. Made for the made for the show. Um, Glad you looked it up. Yeah, I did. I looked that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the body falls through the floor, and the girls are like, "We're gonna drink this whiskey. Like, let's get drunk." So they're getting drunk and going to the mall. Like, what a day! Um, Drinking a dead guy's whiskey seems like a bold move when there's an infection going around. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't think that one through too much. Well. We know why Ellie was okay, at least. So. Well, I mean, the yeah, the whiskey didn't do anything bad to him as far as we know, so right. it worked out fine. The whiskey would probably sterilize the fungus. That's a good point. The whiskey yeah. would probably kill it. There you go. So you just drink enough Jameson. Maybe it, maybe we people, would be fine during... Wow, maybe people just needed easy. to drink alcohol. Yeah. They would have been okay. That's it. Hmm. Well, so they make it to the to the mall that is yeah, apparently... Whiskey. What you say? So whiskey translates to water of life. So There you go. That. That's the that is the real vaccine. <laughs> what a healthy outview. <laughs> they make it to the mall, which is like supposed to be completely sealed off because it's got a bunch of infected in there. Um, but they get in there, they turn all the lights off, and it apparently seems pretty chill. Like there's you know no infected, seems pretty fine. Uh, Riley says we're gonna go and check out um, the four wonders of the mall. Um, the first one we see is the escalator, which was not one of the four wonders. It's the, now the fifth wonder, because Ellie's mind is fucking blown by the escalator. She can't believe it. Escalators can, are cool. They're pretty sweet. If you've never seen one before, I bet you it's even cooler, so. I don't care. I still enjoy them. Every time I'm on an escalator, I think it's very cool. Huh. It's a big piece of machinery that just cool. guides you downstairs. Yeah. It always freaks me out. You, have you ever seen them on, like, the stairs, like, they, like, open them up? Like, it's, like, not. Oh, yeah. That's pretty, that always kind of, like. Look kind of interesting. To me, My but. cousin, when he was little, he like was going up an escalator and was his hand was on the side of the escalator, the thing that goes up with you, and he followed it in as he was like walking off. Oh, and his no. hand got caught in it. 
Oh! <laughs> yeah, so my aunt, like, freaked the fuck out, obviously. Dude. And had to, like, go call someone to, like, turn it off because he was, like, constantly just trying to get his yeah. hand out. He's Jesus. fine. His hand is full. And I remember my dad always trying to tell me to, like, watch your shoelaces. You'll get sucked yeah, in. Yeah, the shoelaces oh, are My mom would thing. not let me put my hand on the side because of that. Yeah. <laughs> Escalators are not child-friendly at all. I don't really? think they're safe things in no. general, but man, they look cool. Just the way the stair rises, yeah. it's very satisfying. Right? I saw a video one time of people on an escalator, and the escalator just kind of like pff, caved in on itself. Yeah, and they all yeah. fell into the gaping maw of gears <laughs> underneath. Jesus Christ. That's not <laughs> funny. Have you ever seen the video of that one lady's luggage going down the escalator and knocking the fuck out of some other lady? <laughs> Dude, crazy. So they're kind of walking through... <laughs> they're kind of walking through the the mall, and they're talking about how people looted the mall. They uh they were always picking up sneakers. They definitely didn't pick up soap. Um, and then they were not picking up Victoria's Secret uh lingerie. Um, and they also both oh both Ellie and Riley are like, how could someone ever wear Victoria's Secret lingerie? Fun mall story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Would help so, go to the mall with uh. <laughs> My mom and my stepdad, whenever we'd walk past Victoria's Secret, my stepdad would stop and start talking to the mannequins in the window. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Like to fuck with you or just like he just To did fuck it. with me, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and great. it worked. Was he like hitting on him or just like having a regular conversation? Oh, no. He was just like, hey, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's funny. Stuff, That's good it's, stuff. It's very dead-like. Well, anyways, back to Riley and Ellie's journey through the mall and their big day out. Um, They make it to the first wonder, the carousel. They're drunk riding on it. And then we hear Riley talks about how she's 17 and she was going to be put on sewage duty um, by Fedra, which is part of the reason she joined the Fireflies. Um, You know, Ellie wasn't super into this whole joining the Fireflies thing. She thinks it's weird. But this is why Riley has the connections to the mall. Uh, It's why she knows all this shit. It's why she has a gun. But I feel like that's a pretty good reason to join the Fireflies because you don't want to shovel shit. Um, It's a great reason. Yeah. Fuck that. From here, they go to the photo booth, which is the second uh, wonder of them all. They pay the $5 with an actual $5 bill. Um, And the photo reel is not looking rough. Um, I think the time just kind of, you know, kind of probably dried all the ink up in the photo booth. But it ends up looking okay. And then we get to what we were talking about, the arcade. Which is the fourth wonder, or third wonder, of the mall. Um, Riley has, like, broken into the token machine. Um, they go ham on some Mortal Kombat. And they're having a great time. And it's kind of funny to watch them play and, like, try to figure out how to play a video game. Since, like, you know, no kid has ever seen a video game in this world. except. But for also, them. no kid yeah. has walked up to a Mortal Kombat game in an arcade. And actually try to learn the moves. They always <laughs> right. just button jam. You just fucking button what. jam, yeah. If it's post-apocalypse or not. This is maybe true. They, maybe this these true. days you could Google it all. But. Yeah. But also, I mean, but it is funny watching because even the joystick, like Ellie's hitting it, not like yeah. holding it to move it. Like, it's kind of funny. Um, but yeah, so after the arcade, um, Riley takes Ellie over to like her setup where she sleeps. Um, and they're, they, she gives her the first, no pun intended, volume two. Um, and they read the fir- they read a couple puns off. One of the puns is, how does a computer get drunk? And they say it takes screenshots. So I wanted to ask about this though. This is in 2003. How many people were taking screenshots in 2003? 
Yeah, I agree with you. I don't think that was a term in 2003. Right. Well, the, snip, the snipping tool existed back then, probably, right? I don't think people were saying screenshot, though. Right. Like, like there were computers, so maybe they were taking screenshots, but I don't think it was, like, a common enough thing to be a pun. Yeah, I would agree. And a pun written in a book that has now been published. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. That takes time. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, so Ellie then finds bombs in uh, Riley's setup, and Ellie's like, what the fuck are these? Are you going to start bombing people? And Riley tries to act like she would stop the fireflies from doing it. And then Ellie runs off because she's like, you're fucked up. You're basically like a terrorist, like Fedra has been telling all these kids at Fedra school. And then Riley tells Ellie that she's going to the Atlanta QZ. Um, one of the few QZs still running. Uh, later on, we actually find out that that's where Joel's getting like drugs and guns from, is from the Atlanta QZ. Um, so that's where Riley's going to be posted. Uh, and basically, she just wanted to see... Um, Riley and Ellie, or she wanted to see Ellie before she left. Um, and Ellie still tries to storm off until she hears a scream in the Halloween store. And Riley set up Mm. a little screen to like fuck around with her. And this is the fifth wonder, the Halloween store. Um, they make up, they put a couple masks on, they start doing a little dance. And then Ellie straight up just asks Riley, like, please don't go. And Riley agrees and they smooch. It's super nice. It's like a really nice moment. You know, really nice feeling. And then, of course, in Last of Us fashion, they're like, no, here's a here's a clicker that's going to attack you real quick. Sorry, a toadstool that's going to attack you real quick. A toadstool. Um, I, initially, when they showed the toadstool, I was like, why'd they fucking give it, like, it, it seemed really, like, corny that they, like, showed yeah. him a, a waking up. But then they waited so fucking long. To make it actually happen, that yeah. I ended up appreciating it. Yeah. I was like, "Holy shit!" Like yep. they built that up really well. I know the they, entire time they were in the arcade, I was like, "Oh, it's gonna happen now. It's it's about to fucking attack them." Right? Didn't happen. And they could have. And that was the thing is like they didn't need to show it. They could have made it a surprise. And like, but like you said, I feel like making it made it that much more intense. You know? Yeah. Because you were just waiting the whole time. So, yeah, it was good stuff. But so Riley tries to shoot this infected. She's a terrible shot. Basically misses every shot. Um, and they they do fight this thing off. And eventually Ellie kills this thing with the with her special knife and knifes it in the head. Hel- Ellie's all pumped up until she sees that she's been bitten. And then also Riley has been bitten. They bit! And we see them both react in very different ways. So Ellie reacts by just raging. She's breaking shit. Um... This is, like, Ellie's first real friend. Like, this is, like, her first real friend that's dying right now. Um, And herself, like, she's thinking. And then Riley is kind of quiet because she's known people to die. So she's, like, less ragey. She's less doing shit. Um, But they essentially, they're, like, what we can either kill each other or we can just, like, turn into zombies together. And they decide to to turn into zombies together. And that's where we leave off in that episode. Um, A lot of that is, like essentially right out of the dlc content like the halloween store the walking around a mall the dancing with each other the kiss like the infected coming in that's all from the dlc i think there's even I'm a comic never played it then it was fun to not know yeah what was gonna happen what was gonna happen during the show yeah, yeah. because there were a lot of points in the show where i was like oh here it comes here it comes yeah and the dlc is like i think it's probably worth like checking out because it, it yeah. it's like plays at the same time when ellie's 
um, taking like trying to revive Joel after he gets like stabbed essentially, or you know the pipe through his stomach. Oh, and yeah. it's like it's like a mirror of like she's with Riley, but then she's also in a mall in the future, like trying to find supplies for Joel. So it's like almost like a mirror thing. It's 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 real good. Um, yeah. Okay, you just made me want to play it. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. It's it's great. Uh, I think it's free too. I don't think you have to buy it or anything. So yeah. But uh, now we're gonna go to current events. Um, and we see this kid walking through basically the ruin of Boston, and we get our first look uh, at Fedra in this episode as they euthanize this kid after finding out he's infected. Um, so Fedra, the Federal Disaster Response Agency, took over the U.S. government and control of the military like a little bit after the outbreak. Uh, they declared martial law and they got rid of a bunch of bureaucrats. Um, they created all these quarantine zones and moved people in there. Uh, for a little bit, they were searching all over the country trying to bring people to the QZ until there was a report that 60% of people in the country were infected. And after that, they just said, we're not going to search anymore except for like 10 miles outside the QZ. Um, But eventually, these QZs turn into police states. It's basically like fascist government is running it. They've got strict rules. They're killing civilians for breaking like really small rules. Uh, And this eventually creates... Other factions that fight against Fedra, mainly the Fireflies, which we'll get in the Fireflies in a little bit. Um, but before we continue, I think we should take a little break. All right. Let's get back into it. We're getting Wait, back so into it. We're back from the break. The break is done. We just uh, talked about some Fedra, how they're kind of dicks. Um, and we are on to Joel. Um, in the QZ. Um, he's working in the QZ. He's throwing dead bodies into burning pyres, including that little kid that just got euthanized by Fedra. Um, and we kind of just get a look at the QZ zone. We've got a guy wearing a Gore Lieberman shirt from the 2000 election, which even after 2003, I feel like that's, it's pretty, uh, I feel like that's, that's like an out of date shirt even for 2003. Gore Lieberman? Yeah. That seems like a deep cut. Yeah. And then selling shoelaces for food ration cards. And then um, some people painting over firefly tags. Um, We're also seeing people get hung. Um, These people left the quarantine zone without permission. And Fedra's just, like, not having any of it. So they just hang them. Um, uh, Joe is selling pills to a military man for a truck. Um, Apparently, the factory in Atlanta that we kind of talked about before manufactures these pills and guns. Um, and Joel is looking to get a truck to go and see his brother, Tommy, out in Wyoming. We meet Tess, uh, who's getting interrogated and beaten up by Robert and his boys. Um, yeah, why were they beating her up to begin with? So, there was nothing really that came of that. Yeah, so Robert basically explains to Tess that the boys beat her up as like a... I think that they were trying to threaten her, um, because Robert promised them a car battery, and he did not deliver on that car battery. So it kind of seems like Robert was getting the jump on Tess and Joel before they could get the jump on him. At least that's kind of how I'm putting it. And it sounds like Robert then was just like, oh, shit. The, my guys already, like, did it before I wanted to do anything. Like, we can't we can't make, we can't can't make, make issues for ourselves with Tess and, and Joel because everybody seems pretty scared of Tess and Joel for probably pretty good reasons. Um, but as she's getting interrogated... Uh, they get blown up by some Fedra Firefly rabble, um, and Tess gets arrested. Um, and then we finally meet Ellie for the first time. 
um, in the show at least. So Ellie's being tested um, by the Fireflies to make sure that her infection is not actually going to turn her. Um, she sees the Firefly slogan, When You're Lost in the Darkness, um, is right on the wall. Um, but in the game, we don't actually meet Ellie at this point. We meet Ellie just a little bit further into the game. But um, here we also meet Marlene, who we also meet a little later in the game. And she is the leader of the Fireflies in the Boston QZ, which the Fireflies will talk about for a second. Fireflies are essentially created because of um, Fedra. Fedra was just kind of had the police states and the people kind of rose up and Firefly's whole deal is they want to bring back the old government and get rid of Fedra. Um, Fireflies have had a lot of luck overthrowing Fedra and different QZs, but the issue that the Fireflies have is they're not very, they're great at overthrowing, but they're not very good at then keeping a government running. So a lot of these QZs get shut down and then other groups move in and are just as bad, if not worse than Fedra was in the first place. So kind of similar. Yeah, it's kind of realistic that like it's really easy to have revolutionary ideas, but to run society (laughs) is probably really hard. Yeah, Um, we're talking about talking about fireflies. The fireflies, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah. So Marlene is actually played by her voice actor in the game Merle Dandridge. Yeah, no shit. Pretty cool. Yeah, Mm -hmm. very cool. Yeah. She she says in the inside the episode that she kind of she essentially aged up into the character sure. so when the show came out she was like the perfect age to play marlene which just makes her i think even a cooler character now in the show yeah, and in the game awesome yeah um but she's essentially she talks to all of her fireflies gang and she's like we're doing all these things so we can smuggle ellie out and get her out of the qz we're leaving boston boston's done um and then she has her conversation with ellie um, Marlene doesn't tell Ellie everything that she knows, and we'll get into that a little bit later. Um, but she essentially just tells Ellie how important that she is and that they're going to get her out and she's got like a greater purpose than everybody else. This whole conversation, everything here, this is not in the game at all. We don't meet these two until way later. Well, not way later, but a little bit later. Um, <clears throat> so Joel is talking to his radio guy and he hasn't heard from Tommy um, it's been about three weeks. He's getting really nervous. He wants to get this battery, get this truck, get the hell out of there. Um, in the game, Joel isn't even planning on leaving the QZ. Him and Tess are just pissed off that, um, Robin Hare screwed them over. And that's really all they care about. He's not trying to go get Tommy. He's just like trying to live in the QZ essentially. Um, but he heads on home, does some pills, drinks some whiskey, hell looks yeah. at, looks at Fuck some yeah. maps like a fun guy. Real fun guy, yo! Yeah, Chad, you said that joke earlier, and I had that in my notes, and you already said it, so fuck. But <laughs> Sorry, I stole your joke. <laughs> but uh, it's the first time that we see that Joel has like some real mental issues going on. Like, this guy is not mentally stable. First time we see that he's a fucking good, good time. He's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's a partier. He likes to do some pills and drink a little bit, but he's got some, he's got some issues. Um, Tess comes in later in the night, they snug up, fall asleep. Next day, Joel and Tess are like, let's fucking go find Robert and kick his ass because he screwed us over. So Joel and Tess get some info on Robert, and then it brings them to where Marlene and Ellie are, who just had a fight with Robert and his guys. Um, uh, Marlene has been shot, and Ellie and Joel, or sorry, Joel and Tess have been recruited by Marlene to essentially take Ellie 
to the Boston Capitol building, which was the original plan in the first place, so Marlene can go get healed up. Um, they reluctantly accept for a truck, and they head on out. So this is actually where we meet uh, Marlene in the game. So in the game, Tess and Joel are going after Robert for not a car battery, but for um, a bunch of weapons that they were supposed to get off of Robert. Robert sells into the Fireflies. They find Robert, kill Robert, and then Marlene comes in already shot because she got in a fight with, I, th- I can't remember if it's Robert's goons or Fedra, but she's like, I'll give you the weapons if you take Ellie to the Capitol building. So a little bit Joel really is a, he's a dark man. Yeah, he's <laughs> fucked up. They agree to take Ellie to the Capitol building. In the game, Tess goes um, with Marlene to make sure that the goods are there. In the show, they don't really explain where she's going. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing she's just making sure she's got all the deal and she knows how to get out of the QZ. Um, but Joel decides to take a nap, which is also right from the game. He goes to his, gets, sits on his couch, starts taking a nap, and Ellie's like, what do I do? And he's like, that's your problem. And Ellie calls him out for the broken watch, which is right from the game. Um, Ellie snoops around at, his lit, at the uh, smuggler's code that he has with uh, Frank and Bill. We see Frank and Bill's name. We see the 60s and 70s are like new products, moving products, and then 80s is like, I think it's just like a music. red symbol. Yeah, music. Or, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's music. My bad. Um, and then Ellie tricks Joel into finding out that the 80s songs means that there's trouble. Um, but uh, Joel, Tess, and Ellie... Nothing ever comes of that, though, right? The trouble thing? Yeah. Oh, there's something comes from it. Kind of. No, there no, doesn't. doesn't. Well, in a second... We're get we're about we're about to I'm about to explain the radio part in a second. It does. Yeah. All right. So pretty pretty like clearly in the show too, right? And that sounds like I'm making you sound like an idiot. But well, not what I'm going for. No, I remember them saying that. Yeah, Marty. Marty, nothing ever plays that alerts them of danger. Right? Marty, you're being a fucking idiot. Okay. Yeah, it definitely comes up multiple <laughs> times. <laughs> explain it to me. Okay, so, well, so Joel, Tess, and Ellie make their way out of the QZ. They're running through a bunch of parts, like a bunch of, like, sewer pipes and tunnels and shit, which is just, like, from the game. And they run into military drug guy that um, Joel was selling pills to that he was going to get a battery from. Uh, The military drug guy checks him out, and Ellie stabs him. And, like, Joel just goes in full-on rage panic mode and beats the shit out of him with a Sarah flashback. And Tess starts freaking out because they find out that Ellie is infected. Um, but Fedra's, yeah. Fedra's on the way, so there's no time to, like, talk about this shit, and they start running, and in the background, or, and then we, they get a cut back to the apartment on, um, Depeche Mode's 1987 hit, Never Let Me Down Again, is playing on the radio in Joel's apartment, which means Dun-dun. trouble. Um, which I think it's a sign, it's, it's, I think it symbolizes that there's trouble in the show, but it also symbolizes that there's trouble with Bill and Frank, which we'll obviously get to. Very soon. Um, But the episode ends with the skyscraper leaning on another skyscraper, which in the game, you fucking go into the leaning skyscrapers and, like, walk through it to get through Boston, which is insane. So you're telling me Bill and Frank put this song on? Yeah, you remember when they were... Well, again, we'll get to it, I guess. But but I'm saying that they're they're already gone at that point. No, they're getting attacked at that point. Well... When Joel is with Ellie... 
Hold on. No, no, no. That, no. Just, we're going to look, we're going to get to that really, really soon. I, right. And then so it, I'm saying it's weird. Ellie makes this comment about, oh, 80s means danger. But Ellie never experienced the 80s music playing with playing as danger. No, no, no. Because they were already gone. But there's a reason. Tr- there is a reason that there's 80s music playing on the radio. It's just because the show decided to play 80s music. No, 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 no. No, there is a reason for it. And we will get to it when we talk but about Bill and Bill Frank and didn't put it on. Well, yes, they did. No, no, they're already dead. Hold, hold on. We're. G- <laughs> That's why they put it on. But they didn't put it on because they were in danger. They chose to kill themselves. Right. I was wrong about that. But they were putting it on because they did that. I think. Because they killed themselves. Yeah. It's a little dramatic. <laughs> the whole fucking thing was dramatic. It's a but show. they're not in danger though. Why would they put it on the? Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you both right now. You're both wrong. And I'm gonna tell, I'm gonna tell you exact, I'm gonna tell you exactly what the deal is when we get to Bill and Frank's episode. Right after we get through the museum and the Capitol building. We're in episode two now. Um, Tess and Joel are freaked out by Ellie's infection. Um, they find out that there's... Ellie tells them that there's a doctor out in the West Coast that's like knows how to get a vaccine out of Ellie. Um, Joel does not like the fireflies. He makes that very, very clear. He thinks that they're full of shit about this vaccine. But essentially, Tess is like, look, this is the same job. Who cares? Let's take her. Fuck it. So they decide to go and check out a couple routes. There's the safer route or there's the faster route. So they go to the safer route first and they find just a ton of infected sitting outside the um, the so-called safer route. Um, and we learn about the cordyce- how the cordyceps actually communicate with different locations. So... In the game, there's the spores and these, like, rooms that, like, you walk into and there's a bunch of spores and you get infected. In the show, instead of having spores, they have, like, basically these cordyceps grow underground and can stretch up to a mile. And they communicate with each other. So, like, if you step on a cordycep a mile away, they basically talk to all the other toadstools and they come running. Good change in my humble opinion yeah i like that too and it's actually inspired by yeah. mycelium is that how you say it mycelium? mycelium 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 um which is which grows underground so they see that and they're like okay we can't go that way so we'll go the faster route which is the museum um and the museum is straight out of the game and we get our first look at a clicker well our yeah. first like up close and personal <laughs> look which, damn, they did such a good job on the clickers. Yeah, they were sweet. So fucking cool. Wish they would have given me more clickers. I get why they didn't yeah. do it, because they're dangerous fucking things. So in a TV show, it's pretty crazy to think, like, you'd survive that multiple times. Sure, Man, sure. it was fun to see. They're really cool. And apparently the voice actors who make all the sounds for the clickers in the game also make the, the, all the noises in the show as well. So... Hmm. They're really keeping it. Sweet. Yeah, they're keeping it really close to the game, which I love. Um, but they get in a fight with these clickers. Everyone's messing around with them. It's getting real close calls, and but they eventually win. And Ellie gets scratched up, and she says, "Well, if it had to be someone, wink, wink." Um, Winky. But uh, they get out of the museum and they get on the rooftop, and we get a really nice view of the Capitol. And Joel asks, like, is it everything you hope for? And Ellie says, some ups and downs, but you can't deny that view. And that's can't like... deny that view. And that is right out of the game as well. Just, like, word for word. And it's a good moment in the show if you've played yeah. the games. Like, <laughs> It is. I feel like it's Joel and Ellie's, like, first, like, real, like, 
maybe we don't hate each other yeah. moment. So. So we make it to that Capitol building and it's deserted. Like there's no nobody in the truck. No nothing nothing's working and they go into the building and all the fireflies are dead. They've been killed by clickers. Um and we find out that Tess actually got bit back at the museum and she's already like getting so much more infected than Ellie was and she's like really pushing Joel like you have to take her. Like I don't care that you didn't feel the same way about me like you got to take her. This is real shit. And then she says, save who you can save. And she's like, take her to Bill and Frank's. And Joel just takes Ellie and drags her out, kicking and screaming. Um, and we get like this fucking creepy scene where... It's weird. It's, it's so weird. weird. Scene. And the, the one of the toadstools touches one of those, like one of the Ugh. cordyceps. And it communicates with a group of infected who come running. And Tess is inside, and, like, they're not even paying attention to her. There's gasoline all over the floor. She's got a lighter in her hand, and this fucking infected guy comes up and, like, cordycep kisses her. Yeah, they, like, yeah. cordycep make out. Yeah, it's weird. And I, I was looking at the IMDb casting, and the guy who's casted as that person is casted as infected kissing man. So. <laughs> oh, man, nice. <laughs> infected kissing man. Yeah, that's yeah. uncomfortable. Yeah. That was so uncomfortable. He can throw that on his highlight reel. That I thought it was a little too weird. Yeah, but, but that's I, also yeah. what they do. They want to get right in your mouth. I guess, but like you don't. The infected bite you. You don't see other infected like making out with you. Sure, other. right. Yeah, I thought I thought it was weird. It was a weird. It was creepy. But I was also it was like, creepy. It was also like we don't. I don't know if we needed that. Yeah. So, that but um. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. But then she blows them all up. She uh the actual lighter that she uses is apparently like a. It's a Easter egg for the Uncharted games, which I never played, so I can't really speak too much on it. But she blows up the Capitol building, and Joel and Ellie are walking away. Are walking away. Um, Joel walks away first, and then Ellie kind of hangs out for a little bit because this is like the second person that she's basically been kind of close with who's died. Um, and that is the end of our second episode, and that brings us to Bill and Frank. Dun, dun, dun! The fucking episode of the season. Very, very good. But, yeah. unfortunately, was rated the worst because of a bunch of fucking trolls. So. I think they trimmed all that out. I don't know, at this point, Don't right? listen to the pieces of shit, you know? Like, yeah. it was a... It was so good. Fucking good episode of television. Yeah. It was very good. Oh, I should say, before we get into Bill and Frank, sorry, I forgot to mention, in the game... Uh, when Tess dies, it's actually Fedra coming after them, not the zombies. Yeah. Or, sorry, toadstools. Um, but yeah, so the Bill and Frank episode, Joel and Ellie are out in the city. Um, they're out of the city on their own. Uh, we talk about Joel's scar on his face a little bit, and he mentions that this guy shot me and missed. Um, and this is also our first hint at him being a little deaf. It also seems like he's hiding a little bit more, which we'll get into later. Oh, um, easy. Little something um but after they gather some supplies they see a crash plane ellie's blows her mind that she's like could be in flew in the sky that people were in the fucking sky um and joel explains the pandemic and we get our the final confirmation that it was the flower that was the issue um basically cordyceps mutated got into the flower or sugar we know it's flour um, and people ate the tainted food Thursday, Friday, they get sick. And by Monday, he says it was basically all over and the world was done. Um, 
Joel then is trying to prevent Ellie from seeing basically just like a pile of skeletons, like a bunch of dead people. And he explains that about a week after the outbreak, um, the QZs became too overpopulated. So Fedra basically started killing people. And he said dead people can't be infected, which is whew, it's fucking morbid. Although the plane thing... I really felt his view on that because he was like, eh, not, not all it was built up to be because flying fucking sucks. Flying's amazing. F- the act of flying like, is amazing. Yeah, the act of flying is amazing, but the whole traveling part fucking Being does on a plane suck. is horrible. Yeah. Yeah. I just, you're just packed in there so fucking tight. It's uncomfortable. It's just like, ugh. Yeah, they've made a beautiful thing that we've done as humanity, they've made it. They've made it horrible. It's a horrible experience. Well, yeah, it didn't yeah. have to. It didn't have to be horrible either. I feel like it. It never used to be just just pack everybody in there as tight as possible. Like I feel like it used to be a kind of a nice experience. And a lot of other airlines, like international airlines, are actually like not too bad to fly on. So yeah, international, you have a little more leg room. Yeah. I'm a tall boy. More. It's very yeah. uncomfortable. Oh, I bet you it's even worse when you're tall. Like, yeah, I'm a normal-sized individual, and I don't really like it. I can't imagine being tall. Flying to Australia. Fly, you guys should try flying first class. Did you fly first class to Ireland? Yeah. Did, Did you, you really? No. Oh, I was like, <laughs> oh, first class ever. I was like, all right, just shelling out, a, like, fucking tens <laughs> yeah, of thousands of dollars for first class. Yeah. <laughs> I just said this. Yeah, like, the, the regular class on the Irish airline was very nice, but it was still pretty cramped. It's still but it was cramped. less cramped yeah. than like most of the American yeah. regular house yeah. planes. Sure. So it was definitely it was definitely nicer. When I flew yeah. to Australia, it was less cramped, but I still couldn't sleep. Yeah. So it was like 13, 14 hours of just Jesus. Sitting. I felt like I was going fucking crazy. Yeah. Yeah. After we get that very morbid dead people can't be infected, uh, we go back to September thirtieth, two thousand and three in Bill's neighborhood. Uh, we see the group who was murdered being evacuated from the town that Bill's in. And Bill is just hanging out in his bunker watching the whole thing from his surveillance cameras. And he says, not today, you New World Order jack boot fucks. <laughs> Fuck yes. So good. Yeah. Um, our boy Bill is played by Nick Offerman, which could not have been more like better casting. You could not pick a better person for it. Somehow, I will say I had my doubts going into it. Yeah. He was perfect. Because I love him in Parks and Rec, but I just thought I was going to see another fucking Ron Swanson character. Yeah. No, he was because, like, the character is very, like, anti-government shit, so right. I was like, oh, they're just doing Ron Swanson. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Nope. He's very good. He was way grumpier than Ron Swanson, which, <laughs> damn. But, um, but Bill Bill's bunker is stacked. He's got all the guns. He's got all the fucking weapons. He's got, like, gas saved up. Um, the wine is upstairs, but like you know, no one's going after the wine, so that's fine. But after everybody leaves the town, Bill just goes ham. He starts fortifying the town, goes to Home Depot, sets up some fences, gets the electric and gas going, gets more wine, sets up some booby traps, makes a mean meal, and then he watches on TV. Basically, watches a like a runner toadstool um, get booby trapped by a shotgun, and he is just. <laughs> Could not be happier. Content as hell. time of his life. He's having a blast. And then on a... It did on, look like a good time. But then, on a beautiful sunny day outside of Boston, a man is attempting to reach Boston QZ, and he falls into one of these booby traps, one of these holes. And that man is Frank. Played by Murray Barlett. 
Um, if any, do you ever watch Flying Lotus the first season? No. Flying Lotus. Flying Lotus or not Flying Lotus? What's the What's the show called? White Lotus. White Lotus. White Lotus, Lotus is the yeah, band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Flying Lotus, Lotus is, is the band. band. Yeah. He was what the manager, right? Yeah, he was the manager in the in the first season of White Lotus. Yeah, not <laughs> Flying Lotus. Lotus. <laughs> It's um, like what I code to is like <laughs> But uh so he falls into this hole and Bill takes him in. He lets him shower, he whines and dines him, and they're playing the piano and Frank attempts to play Long Long Time by Linda Ronstadt. Um but Frank's kind of struggling, so Bill just gets on there and just starts showing him up. He's singing, he's playing, he's like he's doing his whole thing, and they get it on. They like gay on. Yeah, wine and dine and then they fuck. Yeah. I think one of my favorite lines from this episode was Frank like takes him into bed and he's like, we're going to do this, but I want to tell you I'm not a whore. Um, (laughs) (laughs) He's like, I don't do this for lunch. Like, I'm going to stay a little longer so it's not like this is happening. And and Bill's like, yeah, sure. Just invite me and feed me so I'm going (laughs) to fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) And Bill's like, yeah, that's that. That's that makes sense. So and. Frank stays a lot longer, and he stays three years later. Uh, we see Bill and Frank are fighting about sprucing up the place for guests. And I guess Frank has met a woman on the radio, which Bill is none too happy about, because Bill does not like people. Um, and the woman ends Bill's up being, doing the right thing. He is. I Yeah, he is. Like, talking to strangers on the radio and this shit, probably Horrible not the smartest idea. thing He has do. a good setup going. Right. But um, the woman ends up being Tess, so it does work out. Um, and her and Joel go and get dinner at Bill and Frank's and Joel essentially, uh, convinces Bill to start a smuggling relationship with them, which seems to work out pretty well for all of them. Some people get drugs, some people get stuff for the fence. Um, but it seems to go pretty well. And we hear Frank and Tess talking about the song codes they'll use on the radio, which we saw back in episode one. We then move on three more years later. (laughs) We'll get to it, Marty. Don't worry. We're so close. But Frank shows Bill the strawberries, which he cre- which he traded for a tiny gun, what he says. Um, and the damn strawberries, man. What a sweet moment. Like, we get a Nick Offerman giggle. Um, <laughs> and Bill is, like, concerned about getting older. He w- And he says a very sweet, like, I was never afraid until you showed up. Which, like... <sighs> what a fucking line, dude. Right. Yeah. They're really just, they're making it hurt. Making it hurt. <laughs> Make it hurt so bad. Yeah. That night while Frank is sleeping, um, the raiders, some raiders attack the stronghold. Bill gets shot and he's just given all these directions to Frank. But his main direction is call Joel, call Joel, which like shows that like Joel is the reliable guy. People are always yeah. counting on Joel. Bill being one of them. And Bill doesn't fucking rely on anybody. So it's a pretty big deal that Bill's like, call Joel, call Joel. Um, from this point, we go 10 years later. Um, and these boys are old. It's been 10 years. Um, and Frank is unfortunately in a wheelchair. He's sick. Um, Craig Mazin said that, um, who is the writer director of the show, he, um, it's an unspecified neuromuscular disorder. So it's like, um, something along those lines. They didn't want to be specific about it. 
So it was like Parkinson's like. Or yeah. like ALS. Or ALS or Parkinson's. Yeah. yeah. He and they didn't want to make it specific. He didn't really give reasons behind that, but I think that's fine. I don't think we need to know. Well, also and like, they don't know either, so they could yeah, exactly. There's yeah. no way they know what it is. They're yeah. not going to a doctor who's gonna diagnose them or anything. So right, exactly. It's they, good that they didn't make it specific. Yeah. And Frank even says at one point, he's like, I don't I would have died from this whether the pandemic was happening or not. So yeah. yeah. They go to bed one night. Um, and the next day, Frank has spent all night getting in his wheelchair by himself. Bill's not happy about it, but Frank says, this is my last day, which is Jesus Christ. Um, they sit on the couch and Bill is sitting there looking so fucking sad. Like it is so like, he's like, Frank is just in it. Oh, it's the amount of flustered he is makes a lot of sense. Oh yeah. 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 I mean, his like. Only person that he ever like loved yep. is just telling him he's like I'm done today, I'm calling it. Yeah. So Bill keeps saying to him he's like I'm not gonna do it I'm not gonna do it and then we get another fucking great line that that Frank says you have to love me the way I want you to which ugh just keeps getting worse. <laughs> um, they get married. Bill cooks up a mean meal um, and makes Frank a pill cocktail with some wine. Which Frank downs it immediately, and then Bill chugs his wine yeah. also. <laughs> and like, so good. and as soon as it happens, I think everyone watching and Frank as well were like, "Oh my god, you just drank a pill cocktail as well." Bill basically says he's like, "You were my purpose. I did my thing. I'm content. I want. I want to go too." And like, a very like, it's it's like a weirdly sad, but also like. I don't know, weirdly nice moment at the same... It's like, it's 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 so many conflicting emotions. It's like, you're so sad. I know. I but, think that's like perfect love right there. Right. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. If, if, yeah. Yeah. But so, Frank says, take me to bed. Bill picks up Frank. They go to bed. Um, and Joel and Ellie show up at the stronghold. Um, it's definitely been a while, like things are unkept and dusty, and Ellie finds a letter from Bill, and it says, Tomb whoever, but probably Joel, and it comes with a key to the truck. Um, and the letter says, If you find this, please do not come into the bedroom. We left the window open so that the house wouldn't smell, but it will probably be a sight. I'm guessing you find you found this, Joel, because anyone else would have been electrocuted or blown up by one of my traps. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> Take anything you need. The bunker code is the same as the gate. Uh, the gate code, but in, rever- but in reverse. Anyway, I never liked you. But still, uh, it's like we're friends, almost. And I respect you, so I'm going to tell you something because you're probably the only person who will understand. I used to hate the world, and I was happy when everyone died. But I was wrong because one person worth there was one person worth saving, and that's what I did. I saved him, and then I protected him. That's why men like you and me are here. We have a job to do. And gob help any motherfuckers who stand in our way. I leave you all my weapons and equipment. Use them to keep Tess safe until such time as you and she decide you've had enough. At that point, I recommend pairing 40 Vicodin uh, with a nice Brunello. (laughs) And in that point, Ellie reads the note and she stops at the point where it says keep Tess safe. But they show the letter and you can kind of read a little bit more. And at that point, Joel is just like, okay, gives Ellie the rundown. This is how it's going to work. This is how they're going to travel. They go and get a ton of supplies because, you know, um, everything is in this place. They got guns. Ellie takes a shower. Joel takes a shower. They got a truck. And the Depeche Mode is playing over the radio. 
And Joel explains that Depeche Mode is playing over the radio because there is the way that Bill set it up is if no one reset the song, it would automatically play an 80s song if no one had touched the computer at any time. So they didn't set it up, but the 80s played because no one had reset it yet. This seems kind of like it's a big old letdown. <laughs> like there was no. Anna and I there. wept at that episode. Well, I'm saying no, I'm not. That was awesome. The whole like '80s and the music, they they put all that in there just so they could have a trailer that they could have a creepy version <laughs> of Op Take on Me Too. That was it. Because there was never. Am I wrong? I mean, you're telling me that the '80s, the reason the '80s song was playing, is because they died and it was set to play regardless if there was real danger or not. Well, it's no, up, he no. would set it to play if he died because that would mean real danger. Yeah, the, the whole... Forgot, turn it off. But I don't think that's... Danger. I don't think that's unrealistic to think that no. a paranoid person would set that if up. They just, yeah. But... but but there's that, nothing came of it in the show. No, because the, the what point... What do you mean? No. It's because he no, killed because, himself, so he didn't reset it. Yeah, and the point is, is like, the reason... Like danger. No, but the he reason... He just forgot to turn it off. I, I think well, that, I know, but I'm saying the show makes it seem like like the 80s songs in the play, the bunch of fucking clickers are going to be running all over. No, 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 no. That's not what that means. And the reason that it's set like that is because Bill is a, is a paranoid person and would play different songs or reset it each day. So if Bill hasn't been resetting it, it'd be weird because he's a so paranoid wait, person. I'm trying to remember, did Joel and Ellie go there because they heard the 80s song playing? No, 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 no. no. They went there because Tess, because Tess so told them to. So then what the fuck? Well, who gives a shit with the 80s song then? It was because just it's, a... It didn't get them show. there. Because it's when they heard it, it didn't. It, it, and the animal was no, it didn't bring them there. No, when they heard it, it didn't actually signify any real. Because danger. it's supposed to be. It, it's like because it made a fun trailer. No, it no, isn't. No, take on no. So first off, yes, probably. But secondly, that gives the perfect end to the fact that they chose to end their life. It's it's the fact that he didn't turn that off. Dangerous come. His time is done. His watch is over. So the song is playing because he's no longer keeping watch anymore. And also it it's plays... A, it's it a also, And it also plays at the end of the first episode, which basically says they're going to be hit in trouble. Like, from starting this adventure they're going on, they're going to get trouble will happen. It's, it's a symbolism a thing. Why are you so mad about this? Why are you so upset about this 80s music? Because it doesn't... You guys don't... What are you guys even talking about? What are you what talking are you ta- about? Yeah, what are you, we're explaining I our shit. I think they set that up wonderfully. It does, but it never actually signified any danger. What are you talking? He died. <laughs> that's not danger. I know that's not danger, okay, but okay, he Marty, was a Marty, paranoid Marty, man. Think about this. Okay, so so he died in a peaceful way, but the okay, but the reason is like say he did like say like they got ta- they got captured or they actually did die like in a bad way that song already like coming on and playing automatically would be a signal of something bad so it does make right, sense but it didn't happen that way no but like if if it you already knew have, he was dead as an audience why would he have an o- song to play at the end right they as just a- do that in shows yeah it's also as an audience yeah but as like the people I'm in- just saying in the trailer they made it seem like they play 80s when things bad are happening. So you like pictured like something bad happening and then someone playing an 80s song as a message to other people. But in this, the 80s song played just 
by, by, by default. I think you need to stop watching trailers. You can't judge what yeah, the show is yeah. just based on what the trailer also was did. never like a big deal. Also, you're, like, you are be, you're being very critical of this, of an 80s no, song. it's a beautiful play. way to say Dangerous Coming while yeah. also making sense that this paranoid man who ended up, you know, they killed themselves, didn't reset his little thing. So, like, of course it's playing. Sure. It's like, I think it's fucking genius. Yeah, I, I thought, thought it was as a show writer. I thought when so did too. The eighty song play at the end. I thought that Loretta Lane song was playing. No, that the eighty song plays at the end of the first episode. Belinda Ronstadt plays at the end of this episode because Ellie finds a cassette in the truck as they drive away. Oh yes, and yeah. Linda Maybe Ronstadt. Watch plays. it again, but I feel like this eighties thing is a big tease and. Just <laughs> I think you just thinking like, oh, we love the eighties, Stranger Things. Oh, it's like. so. I think it's so funny you hate it because I thought that was such a fun, clever thing that they did with this. Yeah, show. I thought it was cool too. So I thought it was I thought it was stupid. Go uh, <laughs> on the record. I thought it was dumb and waste everyone's time. All right. Well, either. Well, anyways, the end of the <laughs> Ellie steals a gun from Bill's spot, and the episode ends. With the Linda Ronstadt's long, long time playing, which is what they played on the piano earlier. It's and we, been a long time yeah. without you, my friend. Oh, it's gonna been a But in the game, you play with Bill, and you go through the game. Like, you go through his level, and you're looking for a battery in Bill's level. And... Um, Frank's already left Bill, apparently. Um, but later on, you'd find the car battery in a truck, but you also find Frank has hung himself after getting infected, and he left a note for Bill, and the note is rough. It says, well, Bill, I doubt you ever, you'll, you'd ever find this note, because you were too scared to ever make it to this part of town, but if for some reason you did, I wanted to know I hated your guts. I grew tired of this shitty town and of your set-in-your-ways attitude, and I wanted more from this life in this than this, and you could never get that. And that stupid battery you kept moaning about, I got it. But I guess you were right. Trying to leave this town will kill me. Still, better than spending another day with you. Good luck, Frank. Jesus. <laughs> Damn. So, I like the show version better. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think... They could also make a good story out of that, but sure. it's already like a dark, a dark story. Right. <laughs> like might as well give us episode on that. It's right. Really dark. Like might as well give us like one nice relationship that ended yeah. somewhat nice. Like you know, but yeah, yeah. And like for a game, it obviously works because you got a level to play and there's shit you got to do. But like for right. a TV show, I think they made the right decision. They made so. the right decision. Yeah. That that fucking episode is. So good. Yeah, it'll it'll go down in history. That's a oh for sure a good episode of television. Yeah, hundred percent. Absolutely. Yeah, not me. It's the only time I cried in that show. Mm. Bill and Ted. Well, Bill and Ted. Excellent. Wait, when did wait wait when did Bill and Ted come out? Oh, probably that. Uh, 2002. No, that'd be the 90s. 2001, right? 2001, 2001, 2001, 2001. Bill and Ted? 2001, Bill and Ted, 2001. You think two? The first Bill and Ted came out in 1989. That old? 
It's really old. So That's Bill, crazy, so dude. Bill and Ted means trouble. <laughs> no. <laughs> what was the dude's name then? It's not Ted. Frank. Frank. <laughs> the money really just ruined all and of And Jonathan this. and the hot librarian actress. I mean, okay. I couldn't mm. remember. Uh, Very attractive. Oh my god, what is her fucking name? Rachel something, isn't it? Rachel Weiss. Rachel Weiss. Yeah. She's married to Daniel, uh, Danny McBride. No, they... Danny McBride. No shit. She's not no, married Daniel to Craig. Danny McBride. She's married to Daniel Craig. No, da- no. <laughs> Her and Daniel Craig got divorced, though. Oh, man. Makes so much more sense. Speaking of, you guys see that video I sent you? <laughs> did, did you guys see that Daniel Craig video I sent? I don't think so. Uh, Post it on Instagram. Oh, I'm sure I did then. I just said, what was it? <sighs> Videos no, that got deleted. Oh no! It was too intense, apparently. Well, well, that's part one of our Last of Us uh, dive. But uh, this has been Liquor and Lore. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, we're your hosts, Chad, Hi. Marty, Marty. Wait, what is the what's the mummy? What's the mummy girl's name? C- what, how do you say? Rachel it? Weiss. No, 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 no. The Anakalisa Moon. There you go, Anakalisa Moon. And myself, Sam. Uh, Have a good night. Thank you for listening. (laughs) Woo! Another one of the books!